Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. Welcome back. Football Monday on WGR. The Bills smoke the Dallas Cowboys 31-10, running all over Dallas on the way to 8-6. and six. Sal Capaccio, I believe, was at that game yesterday in Orchard Park and also privy to what Sean McDermott had to say this afternoon. Sal, can we start there? The Jordan Phillips injury news is not great. Uh, what did we get from McDermott today? Yeah, guys. Um, good afternoon. Um Sean McDermott said that Jordan Phillips is week to week. He had wrist surgery last night uh, so that he was injured late in the game because he had the sack and it had to happen after that, or I guess maybe it could have happened before that, I guess, but uh, he did leave the game after that. So we got the injury update, didn't come back. So he's week to week. Um, we'll see how it goes here. I mean, playing that position, I guess it's possible he could play, you know, with, you know, some sort of brace or cast or whatever, uh, but we'll see where that goes. And then, Ty Johnson came out of the game with a shoulder injury. He went back in, but they're going to continue to evaluate him. And Micah Hyde and A.J. Epinesa, McDermott said, are both improving. And obviously they did not put either on IR Saturday night. So I think to me it's an encouraging sign. They feel that you know one or both would be able to get back before their four-week window of having to shelve them on an injured reserve list. Recognizing that Phillips is just a you know a rotational guy on that D line, how, how big uh, how, how big a hole does that leave, Sal? I, I feel like he's he's at the top of that rotation. I guess is how I want to say it. Yeah, for sure he is. I mean, he's an important player. He played uh, quite a bit yesterday. He had a really good game yesterday. I thought he was really effective. Um, you know, I think the Bills have quite a bit of depth on D line, but it's been tested. And without DaQuan Jones, Jordan's role became even more important and more pronounced. Um, and on Daquan Jones, by the way, uh, McDermott really didn't give much. He said that, you know, they're going to continue to take it day by day. He did say last week or two weeks ago that he thought there was still, you know, a chance that he could return. So, you know, it'd be nice to get him back if you're going to lose Jordan. But in the meantime, Puna Ford will have to step up, I would think. You know, he'd be the next guy up. He's usually inactive. Uh, he'd be a guy you'd want. But, you know, they're different kinds of players. Jordan's a, a penetrator. Now, his sack, guys, he came – I don't know if you realize this. His sack yeah. came from him playing defensive end. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kicked out, and, you know, we don't really see that very much. And you know, you're not going to do that with Puna Ford. That just goes to show you the versatility of Jordan. Uh, he's played defensive end at 3-4, but in this particular alignment he was there, he penetrates from the defensive tackle spot. Ford, Ford is more of a, um, you know, a run block, run stopper, and gap eater. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a significant loss if he's going to be out any length of time. 
Since we're on the Bills' defense here, Sal, what about their performance stands out to you? Uh, Dallas being able to put so su- such small numbers in this game, I mean, it it's, sticks out when you think about their season and what you've seen. 134 passing yards, maybe it was, for Prescott. What, what did the Bills do here to be able to achieve that? Aggressiveness, that's what stands out. I mean, they were. That was a really physical football game yesterday, guys. I mean, everybody, there was a lot of hitting going on, very aggressive. I mean, early in the game, a little bit of chippiness because of the couple of penalties, <laughs> plays that were called there, and, you know, guys getting hit, you know, like the, the Dak Prescott play and Josh. But um, they're, they've been physical, and they've been playing very fast and physical. That's what stands out to me. And when I, when I think about kind of how they've been able to approach the passing games here of these teams, I'm thinking about some of these games they've played in. They're just all over receivers. It seems like Russell Douglas has been a, such a great, great addition yeah. to this defense. You know, he is just all over the receiver when it's thrown. He, yeah, he takes some chances, but I think they're calculated chances. He just seems like he sticks so well. I think Christian Benford has been in great position when they've gone man-to-man. They're mixing up. They're playing man-to-man. You never know what you're going to get from him, which is great. Um, you know, guys, you know me. I, I say it every week. I'm a big Cam Lewis fan. And, you know, he's, he's, he proved me right yesterday, too. I mean, some plays he made yesterday. Really, you know, great to come in here, come in when he had to come in, and he's all over the field. You know, making plays when he has to, and and that just comes from the aggressive nature. And I think that they're just letting these guys fly around. And if they're going to make a mistake, they're going to make a mistake, but they're going to make it going 100 miles an hour. And I, I think that's really what stands out. And what they've done here in the big picture is every single time it seems like, and maybe you can point to a game where it hasn't happened, but pretty much they have taken away the other team's best receiver and number one receiver. Every time you have a, a good player there. C.D. Lamb had nothing yesterday. Before the final drive, he had four catches for 38 yards. Then he got garbage time catches. Think about what, you know, Jamar Chase didn't do much. I know he got hurt late in the game. Mike Evans, um, Garrett Wilson, they've just, Devontae Adams. They take Tyreek Hill. They take away your best receiver. And I think it's just that scheme and that's aggressiveness. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear you highlight coverage here because I said last night on post and again a little bit today, like I didn't feel like this was a game where Dallas up front just like couldn't handle the Bills. I mean, they got some pressure, but it wasn't it was only one of these games where you just, you know, you, wow, look look at this poor quarterback, doesn't have time. I just felt like he didn't trust what he was seeing and was holding the ball, and I think they've done a really good job, and especially yesterday. I, I did not see them holding that team down like that on defense. No, me neither. I mean, you figured Dallas would get theirs. It's just the nature of the beast, right? Not that the, oh, my God, it's a tough matchup. It's a tough matchup for anybody with them, but you figure they're going to get theirs. If you told me the Bills were going to win with 31, I'd probably think, okay, 31-28, right? You know, it goes away. Yeah. They're going to score a bunch of points, and the Bills have to outscore them. But, I mean, they just they just suffocated them. They couldn't have anything. And you're right, Bulldog. I mean, even when Dak didn't get sacked, when he got sacked, you know, a couple of times it was great pressure, obviously, right away. But it's coverage, it's waiting, it's holding on to the ball. And then even a couple of times he had to escape out of the pocket because, you know, he didn't have anything downfield. Even early on, he that first down of the first series, but he didn't have anywhere to throw. You know, but really the other part of it is give the linebackers a lot of credit with this coverage too. I mean, you know, Terrell Bernard is just, he, he's so quick to react. He's really done a really good job. He knows where to be. He's athletic. He can cover space and ground. Not like Tremaine because he's a freakazoid Tremaine, you know, his body, but just because of his instinct and where he knows where to be. And I don't know if there's a more improved player on the defensive side from early in the season when he had to play till now than Tyrell Dodson. And Tyrell Dodson is just really understands, and not that he was ever a bad player, I think, but he had specific roles he had to play. Now he's got to do a little bit more all-encompassing stuff, and I think teams were really attacking him in the passing game, and he's even really stepped up his game in the coverage department as well. You know, it's it's 
pretty clear. It's a, another example, and there have been many of these over the years, where this is really, I think, where Sean McDermott makes his money, right? Like, you have these right. injuries. It, it's early enough in the season where my reaction, the, the, the first reaction is, well, I mean, there's how are they going to hold up? There's so many, These are key players, Milano, et cetera. And what, what it maybe is good for when it happens early is this opportunity to work with players who are, you know, they've not been the guys you've been counting on before and to, to teach them through the season. So maybe Dodson is a good example of that. It's great. It's right. It's a really good point. A couple of things on that, Mike. You know, when, when you have week four and five, you lose Trey week four, you lose Daquan Jones and Matt Milano week five and guys are injured. They come in, you know, the next few weeks don't go as well. Look at, I, I was looking at, I think Aaron Schatz today had the DVOA numbers the first few weeks after that. And they were just really poor. Now they've come back again. Well, look, that's time on task, right? I mean, new people having to have different roles. It's not just them understanding. It's the coaches understanding where they have to go. That's what coaching is. Coaching is figuring out what your strengths are and your weaknesses are, where to put people. And I think everybody's kind of tried to figure this out. Now you're to a point where they played together long enough. They understand. Even so much, these little things like, like, Bale Inspector played two plays yesterday. Not Dorian Williams, Bale Inspector. He went in in certain packages because they figured out, against this matchup, this is what we want. This is time on task. This is having a lot of time with these guys. But the other part is, you're right about McDermott. He's a really great defensive line. He has really good defensive assistant coaches. And I said this this morning and again on my show, and I want to reiterate it because you have a new audience here. I mean, if there's an assistant coach of the year – Bobby Babich may have to deserves it. Bobby Babich, you think about what he's done now. This is a guy that was a safety, he's a younger guy, younger coach. He comes in, he's a safeties coach. They sign Hyde and Poyer. That guy, like they grow under him. He was their coach since they came in, and then they have two All Pros in the whole team one year. Both played that position, his position. You're like, yeah, well, they're really talented. Then his dad retires. They move him to linebackers. Tremaine Edmonds has his best season as a pro, his first year coaching linebackers. Matt Milano becomes an All Pro, and now look what these linebackers are doing. And we could talk all about, you know, you have people writing articles or people talking about coaches leaving and, oh, Chad Hall left and the special teams coach and Brian Dable. Well, you know what? There's a whole heck of a lot of coaches that have stayed here over the years, like John Butler who's been here, like Bobby Babbage who's been here, like Eric Washington who's been here. And that continuity matters, and those coaches haven't gone anywhere, and they're a big reason why these guys are doing what they're doing. Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. James Cook, Ty Johnson, for that matter here, Sal, maybe a player that fans don't know too much about, Johnson. He's been around the league a little bit in, in, I think this is his fifth year, Detroit and then the Jets, but he gets a real opportunity yesterday with nine carries, and Cook was almost unstoppable. The stats, like you said earlier, what kind of game is it if you knew the Bills scored 31 points? What kind of game is it if you knew Josh Allen completed seven passes? I mean, right. was right. was it tornado conditions again, or just what would have happened there? I mean, that's to me outside the realm. But of course, they did it by you know going run heavy early on, and then since Dallas couldn't do anything about it, you just keep going that way. Yeah, that's right. And when you're feeling it, you're feeling it, and they were feeling it all game. I think they knew right away they could run the ball. I think the game plan was to run the ball. Right? Look, all week last week, I said we talked about this on you know, building the game plan. I think I mentioned this uh, with you guys on Friday. The Dallas Cowboys run more dime defense than any team in the league, 60%. And what have we been saying, and I've been coming on here and saying for 10 years, and we've talked about it many times, all three of us, cyclical game, little people in the game. These defenses are built to stop these high-powered passing attacks that are sideline to sideline and athleticism. The Dallas Cowboys are a very fast defense. You know what else they are? They're undersized. And on top of that, they play 
dime defense. On top of that, Malik Hooker wasn't playing. This was a tailor-made game set up to say, we're going to run at you, we're going to bully you, and see if you can stop us. And they just couldn't do it. And from there, I give credit to Joe Brady was sticking with us. They didn't say, we have Josh Allen, we got to start throwing the ball. I mean, come on, what are we doing here? They didn't do that. They just stuck with the game plan. They kept running at what Bill Belichick once called the little people, right? And Brian Scott and the guys when they were in the game. That's what the Bills did yesterday. And, I mean, those numbers for Josh Allen, if you told me seven completions, less than 100 yards, I would think the Bills would get absolutely rolled in this game. But they didn't because they built a great game plan. They stuck with the game plan. It was working. And they had a lot of confidence to keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the defense obviously played into that, Sal. Like, th- this point about Dallas's style, even yep. Rankins being hurt all week, like it was tracking towards he wasn't going to be available to play from early in the week. Like, this was there all week long. I kept running it over with Dallas is going to score, and I'm not going to be able to play this sort of keep-away game with them. And instead, the Bills just mounted, you know, 80-yard, 12-play drive after 80-yard, 12-play drive, and Dallas just kept giving them the ball back. 11 plays, 11 plays, 12 plays, 15 plays. I know that because I had to do these drive times, right, (laughs) on the broadcast. And I'm like, every time I'm like, oh, my God, another huge drive for this team. They kept the ball for 35 minutes. I mean, they just – you know what it is? I know this is – this is goes back to – this is not the X's and O's part of football, but I believe in this. They took their will away. That's what they did. They took their will away. Go ask any offensive lineman. When you're taking the will away from a competitive opponent in a physical game like that, it just matters when you keep going. All that. They don't want to play anymore. You're taking their will away to try. and just, There's nothing you can do. You're getting beat on. You're getting beat down. You just want to get to the bus and go home. And, look, I think that's what the Bills did yesterday. Now, next week, that's a better matchup for Dallas. They're gonna, yes, they're going to be embarrassed, and they're going to have a – they're going to go and they're going to play. They're going to have a better showing against Miami just simply because they need a better showing and what happened. But Miami is this finesse offense. Yes, they can run, but they're not a bully run team. They're a speed run team. You watch the Dallas Cowboys next week. That is a team against the Dolphins where they will perform better because their style will match up a lot more conducively. And they won't be cold. Not that or it was sick. A, or, or and sick. They'll have, and they'll have like 80% of the fans in the stadium in Miami. <laughs> yes. Well, Sal, this is nothing new. I mean, really, I think the overwhelming consensus about this Bills team has been, I mean, sure, they're dangerous if they make it. They just have to make it. And the the climb uh, has looked difficult. It looks less difficult now, although we still don't see them in a spot with the Bengals and the Browns, you know, even the Texans still in the mix here. So what's your latest assessment of their chances? I really like their chances. Even if they go two and one, I really like their chances. But boy, a couple of games yesterday that, you know, and, and on Saturday, I mean, the Texans, the Titans, so the Titans, the Vikings, and the Bears all just did the Denny Green. They let them off the hook, right? That's what they did. And because of those situations, the Bills are still fighting after it. But I always look at these teams are playing each other. Pittsburgh plays Cincinnati. Now, Pittsburgh, you know, we, we all think they're not going to make it. They're not that good. But they're right there. They're fighting. So, Give them get, root for Pittsburgh, right? It, it sucks, yep. but you got root for Pittsburgh on Saturday before they play the Bills play on on Saturday night, and then of course you got Houston and um, not Tennessee, who they play in uh, Indy. Houston and Indy are playing each other in a few weeks. Um, you know, so you have these teams. You have Cleveland's going to play Houston, uh, Houston, obviously next week. So right. yes, yeah, somebody's going to get a win in these games, but somebody's going to get a loss. So every time you win even though your one team is staying and with you or in front of you, you're jumping somebody and you only need to two, jump two teams. 
So as long as you keep pace over the next two weeks, you're going to have a good look at it. I think, obviously, you win out, you're going to make it. I don't think there's any problem there. There is one wild scenario where a lot of 15 games have to break a certain way, and the Bills could win out and still not make it. I don't think that's likely to happen. But I like their chances because I like their schedule going forward. A few weeks ago, we said the Bills have the hardest schedule left in the entire NFL, at least in the AFC. Not the case anymore. They're playing the Chargers and then the Patriots and, of course, the Dolphins. It lightens up here as far as teams with record. You can't take anybody lightly, but I like their chances now. And who knows, guys? I mean, maybe that that game in Week 18, you know, if, if the Dolphins do lose here to the Cowboys, which is possible, and then lose to the Ravens, I mean, are we talking Sunday night football, winner-take-all division? I don't know. We'll, we can discuss that. There will be other uh, considerations there, um, other divisions, other games, Indianapolis and Houston perhaps, as you mentioned, being one where it's win or you're out. And I think you know this maybe better than I do, but I think they like that more. Um, like there's just sort of the, the disadvantages of playing the Sunday night game on the road. Uh, I think maybe we could, we'd have that to talk about too. But yeah, I mean, it would be big, of course. I can't. So Sal, I'm messing around with the playoff machine stuff and I'm toggling the Dolphin games. It really doesn't seem to mean very much to the, ch- the chances of making the playoffs. Like, if the Bills and the Dolphins had the same record going to Week 18, that's almost the same thing as the Bills being one game behind. Correct. Because they would win on ties. So, right. I don't know. Like, I, I'm not getting – I'm trying to mess with it so I can get, like, markedly different numbers here. This is what needs to happen. But whether the Dolphins win these games or not, it's kind of coming out the same for me. Yeah, I think, I think what you're saying is just if the Bills take care of business, it doesn't really matter. Um, but the division-wise, of course, if the Dolphins win, they're gonna, you know, they can win the division before Week 18. The Bills cannot do that. The Dolphins can win the division before Week 18, correct? Because they would mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. the Bills two are up. two games behind. That's right. The Bills can't do that. But I, I don't know what the scenario would be. They might be able to clinch a playoff spot before Week 18. I'll say this: I know that Adam Beasley, who covers the Dolphins out of Miami, he tweeted out the other day, and it made me think. He said it's looking more and more like Miami will have to beat the Bills Week 18 to avoid playing them again in Week 19. And I thought, that's interesting. Now, the only scenario I think that would be would be if the Bills beat them, Dolphins would come here the next week in the wild card. That would be very – because Dolphins would be the fifth. Bills would be the fourth, maybe the seed. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about the other way around if you – Well – they beat the Bills, the Bills have to go back there. They would, ha- they would lose a tiebreaker to the Chiefs. Yeah. But the Bills could end up – like, 11-6 and six maybe ends up as the five seed. And, and not the seven. Well, lots yeah. of ways it can go. Well, right. let me ask you this, Mike. Let me ask you this way around this topic. I was talking to Jeremy this morning a little bit. I know that you want the Jags to lose because they're playing an NFC team. Why wouldn't you? Against the Buccaneers. But if you think about the three-way tie that's going on in the AFC South, it still might be better for the Jags to win it, obviously, yeah. because then you don't have to go head-to-head with them for a wild-card spot. But at the same time, if the Jags do lose and you win next week, you jump them because you have a better record than them regardless of head-to-head. And you can take care of business that way. So I do find that kind of an interesting, you know, way of looking at it both ways where you, you don't want to be tied with them. So you kind of want them to run away with the division and you right. can maybe take your chances with being tied with the other two teams there. But if they do lose at Tampa next week and you win, you pass them anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Tampa, Carolina, Tennessee, their final three games. But they've lost three straight. And Lawrence is in concussion protocol. And the mm-hmm. Buccaneers have looked really good the last three weeks. So I think this is a, you know, it's a tough spot for them. And they, they were a team that was talked about being the one seed not too long ago. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right. Sal, forgive me for jumping around here, but you tripped a wire earlier when you mentioned how McDermott, a week or two ago, talked about Daquan Jones and the potential for him to come back. Someone called me last night. And I remembered that that had happened with Jones, but the caller was asking me about Milano. And to my recollection, I had not heard McDermott say anything, let alone similar. I didn't hear, remember any update at all on Milano, if, if there was one. But I'm assuming that, that, that he's not on any kind of a timeline to get back here late in the year or in the playoffs. He did give an update that same day he talked about Daquan Jones. Okay. And what he said was basically – Daquan looks like he has a chance to come back, but probably unlikely for Milano. That's what he said. Unlikely. Now I will tell you this. This is obviously it makes you go, oh, man, you know, maybe just a little bit too too much time or too little time left. But Matt was at the game on the sidelines last night. First time. First time we've seen him. Saw him there. He's on the sidelines walking it. He did not have any kind of walking brace, no crutches. He was, you know, there with his team, helping out, talking. But that was the first time we had seen Matt Milano. I know he's been here in Buffalo rehabbing. But that was the first time he was actually on the sidelines for a game, which is really encouraging, obviously, and the fact that he wasn't using anything to walk. But McDermott did say that it's unlikely he'd be able to come yeah. back. So I'm, I'm guessing the, the rehab and just the in- nature of the injury itself just doesn't lend itself to that. Okay, Sal, thank you. You guys got it. There's our Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearances are always brought to you by New York's only outlet, Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Football Monday on WGR brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Your turn, 803-0550. This win, how do you feel about their chances now versus how you felt before the season started? Are we kind of back here after beating Kansas City and Dallas, or am I asking for it by basically sounding like I'm you know, priming for a no because in the playoffs this will happen. It will be bad. It will all be sad again. <laughs> Lines are open. We'll talk again after sports here on WGR. Here's the snap. Burtz is coming. Prescott is sacked. Jordan Phillips from his defensive end alignment. My goodness. Big Phil with the drop on Prescott. 
when you can stay in front of the sticks like we did today, I don't know how many third downs we had, but I, it couldn't have been that many. I don't think I threw the ball that many times, which, again, just get it done. Let's just find a way to win. And felt like the, the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A. But again, like, I'll do this 10 times out of 10 times, man. Like, just keep going. Josh Allen happy to go 7 for 15 or whatever that was. I'll take it. I'll take it. I think they only had nine third down attempts in the game, maybe five of nine. Were the were the numbers on third down Let conversions? Let me see. Five of nine. Yep. Exactly right. Oh, bam. Was I right on seven for 15? Uh, yes. Yes. Seven for 15. Um, easy win. I mean, Sal made the point about Dallas's will and just sort of a feeling that the Cowboys were ready to get out of there. That's Dallas to me. Like that that was my dilemma last week. It's not nice. It is a very harsh, you know, way to be about a team, but that was my dilemma last week trying to predict this game is I kind of think that Dallas is going to roll over, but that doesn't seem like good analysis, you know? I mean what, what about the A gap? What what are we looking at here? We got to really <laughs> right. we can't just right. Yeah, so it kind of did happen. I thought, you know, they they just went on tilt pretty early. There were a couple of Maybe cheap shots. The Taylor Rapp one is, whoa. He's diving in head first like that after Prescott. Like, everybody got up, uh, like, noticing what that was. And then you had the Dodson play, too. And, you know, you can get off your game. I'm, I'm roughing the punter next and just kind of stupid stuff. So credit to the Bills. I mean, that's the, the psychology part really did uh, favor them yesterday. But I just do not trust. Who, who does? The Cowboys on the road, you know, late in the year. They'll play bigger games than that, and that is sort of reinforcing how I was looking at yesterday. Like, ah, they don't need this one. But, man, they were not in it. They were no, they, I, they were not I in still, it. All that said, I still I, I still would have thought there'd be some pushback. I mean, it just it, it really was, I don't know, I'll stop short of calling it a no-show. Um, but, man, it just they weren't threatening at all, really. On either side of the ball. I mean, I guess it's hard to be threatening when your pass rushers are forced into trying to shed 330-pound run blockers. That's pretty much where they were at yesterday. Oh, I was watching. They never really did anything about it, it seemed, Dallas. Like, they, you can go into a game and say, well, I'm going to take away Josh Allen down the field. Like, that's the, that's the most common thing that teams are mm-hmm. going to try to do against the Bills. You see it all the time. But they never really sort of gave in to what was happening to them. And I guess, I mean, I get that to a point. You're thinking that, like if you're the Dallas defensive coordinator, Quinn, you're thinking that your offense is going to get in it. And then maybe you put the Bills in a situation where they can't be as patient. But that never happened. That never they never got a big play, never really sustained anything on offense uh, here. And just one one drive they had, they took a short field goal. A um, couple of sacks, knocked him out of scoring position. Anyway, kind of a perfect day. 803-0550 is the number for your calls. What does yesterday mean to the MVP race? So I don't have odds. Remember what happened last week was disastrous. I went looking for odds on the MVP. I ended up reading AI. <laughs> I'm just, you know, like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just remembered 
what we were told about this. I'm not sure I want to be doing this on the air because it'll take a second. But Trista or Joe said, just change what state you're in. Somebody told us, just change what state you're in. That's how you can find your way to the, uh, yeah. Maybe I've not tried that, uh, but maybe that'll work. Um, Yeah, I haven't haven't seen anything about it uh, today. But it certainly, you know, was not a, not a good day for uh, for Dak Prescott, and but neither did Allen do anything that would get your attention, you know, in a 31 ten without like looking at the box score, or having watched the game, like a lot of people, you might think, oh boy, I bet Josh Allen's really back in a big way in the in the MVP race, and then you're going to look at the box score and go seven to fifteen for whatever. What? What? What happened here? They ran for two hundred and sixty six, and Allen didn't have a lot of that either. Um, you know, I mentioned yesterday on post game how you get a game with that kind of rushing total, you might expect Allen as the Bills quarterback <laughs> to have like a hundred yards, of right. it, you know, and instead it was you know negligible on uh, on that front for him too. Right, twenty four. He got his touchdown. Yep, eleven rushing touchdowns this year for Allen, who's just had an amazing career in this area. Just you see how easy it, it, he makes it look. Um, second all time. Among quarterbacks already, he's still young. Second all time in rushing touchdowns. Allen was is it fifty now? Somewhere around that. Pretty good. Well, yeah, then good point. He didn't he didn't have a blow up game here against Dallas, which is maybe what he needed. Yeah, maybe. But the momentum is there for him in this, and other guys have had a tough time keeping theirs. I That's think right. you maybe Prescott yesterday you would say this about. Purdy again just killed it. Now he's got McCaffrey rolling, and they're just like a perfect team. It seems um, he he's got to be the favorite right now. And then you have Jackson, who's in the conversation. I think he should be. I don't know what his odds are. Allen can be mentioned. I think even Mahomes can be mentioned. But I do not think Mahomes wins, having won twice already and having a down year numbers wise. And the offense isn't as good. Like I, I don't think he wins. And you have Prescott. Anybody else? Tua. Without Tyreek, uh, no. No, I don't think so, no. Single, or, uh, Singletary, yes. Devin Singletary, thoughts? No. Uh, McCaffrey himself, maybe McCaffrey. Tyreek was mentioned like this yeah. as a non-quarterback. Who would I you vote it. for? I, I, I doubt it. Right now, I think I would vote for Purdy. Okay. I think I would vote for Purdy right now. Maybe Lamar. So if, I, if it's first, second, and third, I, I might go... Purdy, Lamar, and then, I don't know, Dak maybe right now. Purdy is kind of the classic. We just did this on Friday, so I apologize. But he is kind of the classic MVP, like meaning of the award candidate. Mm-hmm. You know, you get these in baseball too. Like, what is What are we actually trying to determine here? You see the best player in the league? Are we saying he was the best player in the league? Because nobody would probably say that. And then you you get right back every time you get right back. Well, he's not the best player on his team. So what are we doing then? Like, are we trying to determine just who's the best quarterback in the league, which is kind of what it is, it seems. But would – Lamar Jackson's not a good example. Mahomes is not a good example. Allen is not a good example. These other quarterbacks kind of are the best players on their teams, mm-hmm. though, right? And so it's, Mo- un- mostly, it's uncomfortable. Yes. Mostly. <laughs> it's uncomfortable when it's – um, when it's like this with with the Niners, where you might have four other guys, you would say, are better players, but nobody's trying to figure out. I think the best player in the league with this award because it's so limited. What if it's a punter? 
He's yeah. never going to win. Purdy, it's it's a it's a it's a while ago now, but when they dipped in the season, it was because the supporting cast was hurt. Like they were missing guys, you know, week over week, and he started throwing picks over the middle of the field, and then everybody got healthy, and now he's back. And like that, I you know I don't know. Like the 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 award is a season award, and I have not really heard a lot of people make that point lately about Purdy that when some of the key guys were out he is when he struggled the most but that's the kind of thing that should hurt him in this race I think because it it speaks to his like what 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 we're all looking at last Monday night when when Tyree Kill went out of the game for a little bit it was like that's pumping up his MVP candidacy because this Dolphins offense looks like they can't really move the ball if he's not there and then he came back, and it's like, bing, down the field, bing, down the field. They still end up losing the game. But, um, like, Purdy had some of that earlier this year. They were 5-0, and San Francisco. They lost at Cleveland in Week 6 on a missed field goal at the end. But it was 19-17. to They had scored 30 or more points in every game prior to that. Cleveland's a good defense. Road game, west to east. Still almost won it. Then it's a Monday night at Minnesota in which he gets concussed. And they lose that game... 22-17, and the following week is a game you might remember when they lost to the Bengals. And Cincinnati went out there and looked all the way back. Burrow just they just Burrow just did anything he wanted against the Niners in that game. 460 yards, or that's the that's the Niners number actually. 400 yards for Cincinnati, and then bye week, like you're saying, Trent Williams and the others come back and they have just you know dominated. They've almost they haven't their closest win since then is 12 against Seattle last week, in which they had 527 yards of offense. Are they just going to win the Super Bowl then? Because, like, they're that good? It's just over? Seems, seems like it. Maybe Does it really? Yeah, I don't know. They seem really, really good. They have Baltimore <laughs> on Christmas night at home. And I read, this might have been Evan Abrams or somebody. The You, you know what the line is? Baltimore, wait, where's the game? At San Francisco. I don't know. I haven't seen. Uh, I'm going to guess San Francisco is favored by seven. Wow. Five and a half. Okay. You're on the Ravens. I, I, I guess. Or no, you're on the Niners. You're on the Niners. Because yeah, well, you think five and a half is low. Yeah. It's the second biggest underdog game for Jackson in his career. His top three games are two against the Chiefs and this game. Six and a half point underdog one time the bills are a 13 and a half point favorite at the chargers as good as people think they are and whatever people think of the chargers like this number was never like in the range here 13 and a half on the road um and what are they a part of the standings by two games maybe three what's what's la chargers have got five five wins the bills have got eight 13 and a half of course justin herbert being injured is a big uh the biggest cause for that we'll see about keenan allen this week he missed their last game they were already cutting into austin eckler's workload and you know he has maybe looked a little slower but that's an interesting situation with a new coach and three games left do you play young guys or do you try to restore something you know get a win for yourself maybe that's eckler here on uh, saturday you see you see different kind of decisions from mm-hmm. new coaches, like fill-in coaches. Um, we'll see what we get. Saturday night, 13-and-a-half. Bills are favored against 
L.A., and then it's New England here next week, New Year's Eve, and then at Miami. It's good. It's on. We're not hearing about why they need to make coaching changes and mm-hmm. who's going to have to get who's going to have to go in the offseason. Von Miller's dead cap number. We're not hearing about that as often since uh, these these recent wins happened. 803-0550 if you want to join the conversation. Mike Shop and the Bulldog here. It is Buffalo Bills Football Monday on WGR. Back to pass, blitz coming. Avoids a defender, rolls out, zings it, and it's caught by Diggs with an unbelievable one-handed grab. First down and more. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Football Monday here on WGR. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog tonight. Philadelphia at Seattle. Jalen Hurts has been sick. He flew separately from the team, but the reports all day have been he will start. Geno Smith, maybe not, though, for the Seahawks. In the, what is it again? The toasted, no, the famous toastery bowl. Sorry. Thank you. Yep. The famous Toastery Bowl is That's what we've thir- always referred to it as. <laughs> yes, yes. Is 35 all with 18 seconds to play. Wow, that's pretty good. Western Kentucky and Old Dominion. Throw out the record books. These go, teams literally have never played, I bet. Go Hilltoppers and Oh, I don't know. Old Dominion. Uh, Dukes? Tr- truckers? Dukes. I see Old Dominion trucks on the highway this way. I don't know. Yeah. Frontenacs? No. Frontenacs. I don't know. Sorry. Monarchs. 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 Well, Dukes is better. Trucks is better. 
Trucks is way better. The yeah. guy, uh, as you know, Bulldog, I know you know this already, Joel Retornez won, his team won the third curling Grand Slam event of the season. Three, he's three for three. And his hat just says the word trucks. <laughs> that's all. That's the it's a, that's the hat. Trucks. I want that hat. Trucks. He's gotta be like a, a a joke amongst he and his teammates or friends that like he doesn't have any sponsorships and all he really wants is a truck. Well, no, the jerseys like the the shirts are just plastered with ads. Oh, of course. Sure. It's like bowling, right. curling when these events like the the <laughs> uniforms are just covered in ads. But most guys don't wear a hat. Some do. He's got a hat, and the hat says trucks. How about that? Trucks. Maybe he's a big Derek Trucks fan. Derek Trucks. Maybe Maybe he is. Maybe he likes trucks. Maybe he is. He's from Switzerland, but he curls for Italy. Must Mm. have maybe some family tie or something. His team is all, all, I think the rest of his team is Italian, but very rare feat to win three slams in a row. He's one of four to ever do it of the men. I know you, again, Bulldog yeah. knows, I'm talking to him like he doesn't know this. Of course, of course he does. No, it's for our audience's benefit. Right? No, yes, everything that's is. That's right. Is. Yeah, that's what it is. Just like me letting you know that I am nursing a 14-point lead in week one of the fantasy playoffs, and we're facing the Seattle kicker tonight. Ooh, you're a favorite. Yeah. you got to be a favorite against the kicker. Yes, we are, but, you know. Man, I am just... So, <laughs> this, this, I'm glad you brought... The, Funny, I'd be glad you brought up fantasy. So I've got maybe five close enough games tonight um, where could go either way. I'm an underdog in a couple big ones, favorite a couple other ones. You know, just it's like a big night. I'm really tempted to just not watch it. I'm just talking, texting with my friends right now about this game. And like, you know, he's like, yeah, I've got some sweats tonight, but I really just don't want to bother. And like, oh, what would I do though? What would what would I do? Snuggle up with a good book. Read. I would be I am already very challenged when it comes to reading retention. Like this is one of my hardest areas in learning was reading comprehension, staying focused on the page. I'll stare at a book for like 15 minutes and I won't have turned the page yet because I'm just sort of always you know, butterflies. Always, I'm just always taking my mind somewhere else. There is no way I I couldn't read a children's book successfully tonight if I'm thinking about whether Kenneth Walker has eight points yet. Yeah. You know, just I would Probably never be work. able yeah. Yeah. to to focus on the book. Maybe I could paint or something. Clean. Yeah. That's what I should say. Clean. Clean. Clean can my can room. On, you can have the game on in the background. Clean out your closet. That's a good idea. I actually need to do that. We'll get back to the Bills here after sports. How do you feel compared with how you felt before the season started about whether they can make the run? Mike Shope and the Bulldog here, 803-0550 to call in. This is WGR. Going to roll out to his right, flings it to the end zone for James Cook for an 18-yard touchdown reception. The Cook is in the kitchen. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.